Get deeper insights on the news from inside sources. We've been approaching all the news of the day today from this essence of leadership. And how do you actually lead? What does leadership look like, sound like? What does it act like? And we've talked about it in the context of President Biden inviting the president of South Korea uh, to come to the White House for a formal state visit. Uh, We talked about uh, former Ambassador Lisa Gable, uh, former ambassador uh, from the United States to Japan, uh, talking about that context of leadership in crisis. Uh, We've talked about the president's leadership as it relates to Medicare and Social Security and plans and strategies versus high-level bumper stickers and uh, just uh, things that are good conveniently or politically. Uh, But now we're going to bring it all the way down to the local level, uh, where the rubber really hits the road and where I think we often underestimate the power of leadership from all points of the compass. And uh, really thrilled to have joining us back on the program, Joseph Grinney. Of course, Joseph is a philanthropist, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, co-founder of The Other Side Village, and of course, one of the founders of The Other Side Academy. And uh, there's an exciting event tomorrow that is the culmination of all kinds of leadership and interconnectedness uh, to deal with a crucial challenge uh, in our part of the country and everywhere else for that matter. I think this becomes a a Utah model we export. Uh, But Joseph, welcome to the program and tell us what is going to happen tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow is an absolute celebration. So after just under two years, which is really light speed for, uh, for, for government work and for big projects, typically, we will be breaking ground to start the build of the Other Side Village, which ultimately will house up to 600 of our chronically homeless in a place that doesn't just put a roof over their head, but helps them to gain a life that most have never had before. And so it's an incredible day and really is a tribute, first and foremost, to the leadership of Mayor Mendenhall, who uh, signed on to the project and has been a supporter from day one and her very capable team, but also hundreds and hundreds of people that have found their way forward, uh, like my friend Boyd Matheson. Uh, you, you have been an irreplaceable part of helping to build the community support for this really much needed effort. Uh, well, it's such a, uh, a perfect approach in terms of doing it different. Uh, we look at the things that we've dealt with as it, when it comes to chronic homelessness, to addiction, uh, to a host of, of the revolving door going in and out of the criminal justice system. Uh, and this is just one more iteration of that, I think, that causes us to look at it a little different. So describe, uh, we always use the term, it takes a village. Uh, this is, it takes a village uh, on steroids. This is to the maximum. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you and I have been students of leadership for our entire careers. That's, of course, what I've studied and done. And, and, I, and I think we, we use it as this vacuous term often when, in a, in a concrete level, leadership is influence. Leadership is intentional influence. It's a systematic process of helping people change their behavior in order to produce a better result. And so if it's climate or if it's the economy or what have you, ultimately it's human beings making choices that you have to try to, uh, to influence in order to create change. The same is true with homelessness. We keep thinking of it as a housing problem exclusively, or we think of it as an issue of getting people jobs uh, or of a vocational training or other things. When when ultimately, if you've got somebody who's lived on the streets for years, the thing that we don't want to admit to each other is part of the problem is them fundamentally changing the way they live, Mm. developing a set of habits and approaches to life's problems that will help them to lead a happier, more productive life. And I'll tell you, when you go into the encampments and you talk with folks on the street, they aren't embarrassed to admit that. They acknowledge it. They get it. And, uh, you know, you and I do, too. We've recognized defects in ourselves that have gotten in the way of us having the lives that we wanted. So 
So front and center is a leadership problem. It is an influence problem. It's helping people to reshape their lives and then creating an environment, which the other side village will be, that, that gives them the support and influence they need to sustain that. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Yeah, and so let's dive into that. Uh, so tomorrow you break ground on phase one of the Other Side Village, which will be about 60 of these tiny homes. Uh, but walk us around, what, what does that village really look like and feel like? What will those who come to live there experience for themselves? So as you drive west on Indiana Avenue, which is about 8 south, and you first encounter, say, two years from today, the Other Side Village, uh, the, the first thing that you'll see is beautiful buildings in the front that are social enterprise buildings. Mm. So one will be a donut shop. The other side donuts will actually open in about three months. And maybe you and I can talk about that when it happens. And think of Krispy Kreme meets Disneyland. This will be an experience spot, a place where people can learn a little bit about the village, but have a delightful party and coffee and donuts. And, and I'm talking, uh, we're, we're talking gourmet donuts here as well. So these are already in production, and the beauty is there are folks who were formerly homeless and unsheltered that are helping shape that enterprise, that are out pitching and developing and promoting this enterprise, and so they'll be running this. And that's what you'll see when you come in. You'll see a 600-seat amphitheater. You'll see uh, mental health services. You're going to see a grocery store and a barber shop. So it's a community in a place where the larger community will want to come and be part of the activities that are there. Right behind that will be ultimately 430 homes. The first 60 will be part of this first phase. These are 250 to 400 square foot homes. People will pay rent to be there. But of course, within the village will be employment opportunities that helps them to have the income to pay the rent, in addition to having the other joys of life that they'd like to be able to experience. But it will be a safe, beautiful, prosperous, and ultimately self-reliant community. This will not be a ward of the state forever. The villagers will support social enterprises that will help offset some of the operational costs of the village and will be self-reliant. Uh, uh, I so love that. And that, and that is such a, a leadership principle in and of itself. And, and I want to spend just our, our last couple of minutes, Joseph, talking about something that I think is just core and fundamental. You talk about this all the time of refusing to accept the soft bigotry of low expectations uh, and talk about that from the village context in terms of how this will help everyone to, to rise to their full potential, whatever that potential may be. Yeah. The, the question is when you drive by an encampment and you look at some of the folks that are living in that circumstance, what do you see? And if what you see is a problem, then, then you're missing most of the picture because sitting there are enormous resources You've watched the progress of the Other Side Academy. We have 140 people who are arrested an average of 25 times who now run four of the most admired businesses in the entire state. 
that completely support the house and pay their own way while they're doing this. That's what the village will do as well. But it can never do that if we continue to see people as just problems and see them as as defective. And one of the one of the most unconscious ways that we treat people as being defective is by taking responsibility for their problems by saying, here's a housing voucher and here's food and here's free training and here's some clothing and here's some socks. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when somebody's in crisis and it's about saving their life when you do just transfer an asset. Yeah. But if the long-term challenge is learning to live a different way, then sometimes solving the, the short-term problem makes the long-term one even worse. And so our, our deep belief is that even in the most marginalized communities, there is enormous capacity. And what the village will do is create a context within which that can be unleashed. Uh, fantastic. And uh, if you want to have a, a better day tomorrow, if you want to see what leadership in the community looks like and feels like, if you want to feel like you're part of something bigger and better than yourself, uh, tomorrow at 3 p.m., 1850 West Indiana Avenue, they will break ground on the other side village. And it is not uh, – the beginning of the end. It's the end of the beginning of a most extraordinary and transformational village that won't just help those who have been unsheltered or homeless. Uh, it will be an asset to our community uh, for generations to come. Joseph Grinney, as always, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Boyd. And if being part of history isn't enough of a reason to come tomorrow, the other side donuts will be there too. So be the first in your neighborhood to try them. Awesome. We will be there. I, I was just telling Bella that we need to do a remote uh, from the other side donuts. Amen. We'll be there. <laughs> All Thanks, right. Boyd. All right. All the best. Uh, my friends, that's what, that's what leadership looks, sounds, and acts like. It just is. Uh, and they are doing such extraordinary work there uh, at the Other Side Academy, uh, helping those who've been in and out of the criminal justice system develop the skills, the assets, the abilities uh, to be contributing members of a community. And now the Other Side Village will do the same thing, beginning with these homes and the services, social enterprises that will help us recognize the power that when we stop treating people like liabilities to be managed and we treat them like assets, human assets with infinite potential, everything changes. Be a part of the change out there tomorrow at 3 o'clock at the Other Side Village. All right, that wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more to come in hour number two. Stick around. We'll be back on KSL News Radio. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.